When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Purple Daily is presented by TCL. No matter what you watch, TCL has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. And TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances as well. TCL bringing you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. Learn more at TCL.com. It's Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. They've been around for over 100 years helping business owners maximize the success of their business through risk management tools and resources. It's like having a great offensive line for your business, just thwarting off risks and things that could potentially cost your bottom line. Find out how Federated can help your business by going to federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. The game's just finished, but the reaction is just beginning. Welcome to Vikings Vent Line with Mackie and Judd. All right, Mackie and Judd here. We are live at the Lookout Bar and Grill. There, the screw the screens up, everybody. How about a Vikings victory? We here for a Teddy Bridgewater comeback, two in a row, and a Vikings victory. We are 1500 ESPN. We are live every Sunday here. Uh, right after Vikings games are over, we've had three sweats down to the final whistle the last three weeks. But the last the Vikings pull this enjoyable. one out of victory. If you want to chime in via the phones out there uh, in Vikings land, 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. Also, Hunter has a microphone. So if you're in the crowd here live at the uh, Lookout Bar and Grill, Maple Grove, and you want to chime in, just come on up and uh, Hunter will give you the microphone. And you can chat with us about what you saw today. But I'll tell you what. Okay, Bridgewater, let's just say he looked shaky in the first half. Mm-hmm. Over through a wide open Cordero Patterson. Mm-hmm. We might as well start with him because he was fantastic in the second half. And that's the second week in a row where even though the offense looked shaky early on, Bridgewater pulls them together, completes big passes down the stretch, and they wind up winning in the fourth quarter, Judd. And, Phil, the last two weeks when Bridgewater's had crucial situations in which he's had to lead the Vikings uh, late in the fourth quarter at Tampa Bay, he leads them to the game-tying field goal. They win in overtime. He goes 5 of 8 in that drive for 54 yards. Today, in the crucial drive that uh, that ended with the Matt Asiata touchdown run and the Vikings taking the lead, 5 of 7 for 64 yards. Interesting that in the uh, in the first half of this game, we saw the Vikings, in fact, they started with this. Three of them went to Patterson, took deep shots with Bridgewater. None of them worked. What did we see, though, in the second half? Short passes, intermediate passes, and Chase Ford deserves a ton of credit because he's become a very viable tight end option. In, in an offense, when Rudolph got hurt, you could have said, who are they going to turn to? Chase Ford's a the guy they cut. 
and he has been absolutely instrumental these last two weeks. Who needs Adrian Peterson? Who needs Kyle Rudolph when you have Chase Ford, Jarek McKinnon, and Matt Asiata with three touchdowns? And I like when they use Jarek McKinnon, too. I think that's a good idea. 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. It's Vikings Vent Line. Not a lot to vent about, but uh, it's happy you venting. can celebrate today. We'll go to line one right now. Tim, you're on Vent Line live at the Lookout Bar and Grill. All right, Phil, don't get ahead of yourself. There's still plenty to vent on, so... Go ahead, Tim. That straight. But first of all, um, I want to talk about this defense actually now leads the league in sacks after today. Sharif Floyd was getting a lot of pressure up front. And I know we've been a little bit tough on him, how to evaluate him, but uh, last few games he's been really, really good. And I don't know if it's just Zimmer's scheme, but uh, he's looking great. And um, another thing to vent about, I guess, is, is Jeff Locke. Jesus, I mean. Yeah, man. You know what? All right, you know what, Tim? I'll, I'll, I'll just say this. Thank you for the call because that's a great way. Let's start just just real quick. I know there's, it's hard to to sit here and nitpick uh, punting in a game where they oh, won. Oh, no, it's but, not. But you it's like, it. like, like, he's a bad punter, isn't he? He's, well, not, he's not a good punter. All I remember is that when I covered this team like for the Star Tribune, the punter, but. Chris Cluey Chris was criticized consistently because he couldn't directionally punt. And what's the big deal about having a big leg if you can't directionally punt? And if right. you can't directionally punt, we'll find somebody that can. What's Jeff Locke done? I don't know. He had, they had, they had a, a, a touchdown in this game earlier in, in third quarter where they take a lead. And then Locke comes back and has a terrible punt. And that puts the Redskins on a drive. At the end of the game there, what's he doing? Why is that ball not yeah. in play? Okay. Why is okay. that ball going in, in the end zone? So, but they won Tim's the game, got a good so point. It was, it's a good point. And so we're done. We're not bitching about the punter. No, at no, point. no. But as far as the venting on the defense goes, here's where, the, to me, this is a very interesting area. This defense, if you want to nitpick them, they don't come out strong enough on a consistent basis. And it seems as if so many times in the last three games when they get leads in advantageous situations, they don't respond well. But here's what I don't get about them. Otherwise, Phil, they play really well. Judd, there, there are moments where they play really Judd, well. You've got, all right, I, I'm going to nitpick you for a second, okay? Mm -hmm. I know that they haven't played great quarterbacks lately, and they've sort of built their defensive numbers up off of quarterbacks that aren't the greatest, Mike Glennon, uh, uh, Kyle Orton, except for the last drives, okay? Right, right. But it's not about the micro with this defense right now. This is a defense that was awful last year. So there's yep. going to still be some awful mixed in there. I got the it. macro says coming into this game, yep. They're one of the best third-down defenses in the NFL, but I've got and they're one of the best overall yardage defenses in the NFL. Those are huge steps forward. I agreed with you last week. Against Buffalo, it was an inexcusable final drive. What, fourth and 20, the Bills convert. And then last week, I agreed with you. The defense played very well. They gave up a late touchdown. And if you allowed that to completely color your view of the defense, I think that was mistaken. But today, we had two situations where they got leads and gave those leads right back. This is not something that you are going to ever want to become a trend. It's that's, they're not that's the two, what you okay. can. They're not the 2,000 Ravens, but they're much better than last year. They are so much better than last year, but you can always, if you're Mike Zimmer after games, there have to be areas for you to pick apart, and that's one of those areas is you've got to come out and stop the ensuing drive. Vikings win. This is Vikings Vent Line, 651-646-8255. 877-615-1500. Jeff, you're on Ventline. What do you got? Um, two observations, guys. First off, I'm really excited for this uh, Viking win, but um, just because it gets them to four and five, and it keeps them interesting, which is, and it, you saw, you know, you said it best, Judd. Um, wins, while I, we want them, they're not as important as seeing your quarterback develop, and I felt like Teddy really developed today, especially after an awful start, and he had a lot of big conversions on third, third and longs, and it's just something that 
we've never never seen out of Ponder. In fact, I think you said that with this victory, he had over 230 yards and no interceptions, which means he have, has more games throwing over 230 yards with no interceptions than Chris, Christian Ponder. And second, um, I really like Cordero Patterson. I still think he's going to be a star. I just think that it, it will take till his third or fourth year just because his routes, again, the deeper routes aren't, um, exactly Bridgewater's strength right now, and he's still learning the nuances of route running. And it, just with him having to deal with all the different quarterbacks and learning a new offense, I think the, um, the breakout year for um, Cordero Patterson yeah. will begin next year. Now, I'm not panicking on him. I still think he has a lot of potential going forward. Sure. He's probably going to have just about 600 yards this year, which is more than last year, so you'll see him grow. But... I still think he's a year away. But other than that, great win. Thanks, Thanks Jeff. Jeff. Appreciate the call. What is your theory on uh, deep shot number two to Patterson, I think it was, where he, the defender lost him completely? He is, is the one where he was literally just open. like standing in the open. Yeah. Bridgewater's pass wasn't great, but Patterson seemed to stop the route. And I don't know if he got blinded by the sun. The weird thing about it is he hesitated, but it wasn't as if he looked back into the sky. Yeah, so that was know. a very weird play. The sun in that stadium plays a factor. Oh, now, yeah. this, is re- this is really inner football stadium. I believe there's a rule in the NFL where new stadiums have to face north and south. Okay. NFL stadiums have to face north and south so the sun doesn't factor in. Mm-hmm. But college stadiums don't have that mandate. I'm, I'm fairly certain TCF Bank Stadium faces directly east and west. And if not, okay. it's like slightly, it's slightly tilted. Certainly not. It's north an illegal and south. stadium, is what you're trying I'm to tell me. I'm we have saying, an illegal stadium on our hands. And you've got a low rising. Uh, you know, the the I know they added ten rows of seats or whatever it was. Yep. And it's not just that play. You've seen it a number of times when receivers mm-hmm. in the afternoon are going that direction. They look back and they can't see the ball. We saw it in Gopher games, It was a too, bad so pass right. by a Bridgewater, but yes. it, I don't think Cordell, if it was a great pass, I still think it conks off his helmet because I don't think he saw the ball. Viking Ventline is the show. Lookout Bar and Grill. Maple Grove is the place. Don't forget, folks, Hunter is up here with a microphone. If you have any observations or comments or questions about today's game, step right up to Hunter and he will give you the mic. Let's go to my favorite caller, I think, on this show. Otis is a close second, but Linda in Wyoming. How are you, Linda? Hey. Hey, Judd, I totally agree with you as I tweeted that I don't care, Phil, all the stats about how the defense is improving. It's the score at the end, and if the Vikings would have given it up again like they have in two other games, you know, all those other stats are meaningless when you can't get a win. And they gave it up twice today, and they finally got the stop. So good for them for, for being able to get the stop. And uh like to play a Teddy in the second half. And I guess what I want to vent about is I don't know what in the world Norv Turner was doing in the first half. It's like, okay, this is the kind of quarterback we want you to be, and this is where we think we, you need to work on it. It didn't work, second half. Oh, well, we'll put our game plan to match your strengths. And then he was fine. Thank you for the phone so, call, Linda. You, here's the thing. You have to throw the ball down the field. You ha- so I, I, I'm so, I'm, I, re- I respect Linda because she, she brings great phone calls. I disagree on two fronts. You can't blame the defense for the loss against Buffalo outside of the last drive. It was, was bad. Mm-hmm. When the offense is only scoring 13 or 16 points. If the offense is scoring 13 or 16 points, you're going to lose a lot of games in the NFL. The offense has been the Vikings' biggest problem in their losses for the most part. Now, they give up 42 to Green Bay. I get that on Thursday night. But from a big-picture standpoint, right. the defense has been much better than the offense overall. Mm-hmm. Today, okay. the offense took a step forward. As far as Norv Turner, again, it's a rookie quarterback. 
It's a bad offensive line for the most part. And it's you're missing Kyle Rudolph, Adrian Peterson. We it's it's so easy to sit here and throw stones at offensive coordinators. With, you don't, but you don't know is Bridgewater missing open receivers in situations? And he's dumping off. Is he not? I mean, on the deep passes, those are passes that a lot of good quarterbacks are making. If he hits the home run ball to Cordero Patterson and the sun's not a factor or whatever, nobody's blaming North Turner for a bad scheme in the first half. They score seven points on that play. This also comes back to my philosophy, which is: Do you want to win games? Of course you do. But do you want to develop Bridgewater? And it's not realistic to not have him throw deep ever, and then next season say, now you throw deep. They've got to find out what they have. Does yeah. he look comfortable doing it right now? He does not. Do they need to work on it? They do need to work on it. But at least you get that on film, and now you can dissect that. They need to develop him into a quarterback, not a partial quarterback. It's Vikings Ventline uh, celebrating a Vikings victory here in Maple Grove at the Lookout Bar and Grill. We are Mackie and Judd. Travis, you're on Ventline. Your thoughts? Uh, hey, guys, how's it going? This is my first time uh, doing this. Awesome. Uh, I just want to say that this uh, it was a really good win um, throughout the whole game. Well, actually, I should say in the second half it was a lot better to watch it because the first half it seemed like that both sides of the ball, defense and offense, just weren't uh, there. When, uh, I go as the team goes, so if they don't feel like that they're into the game, <laughs> I'm not going to be into the game at all. I just want to say, though, the second half, it, it, it really showed that Teddy Bridgewater – matured because the way he was checking down the way he was throwing the ball and all that rather than of course in the first half overthrowing Cordell Patterson but uh the one of the uh talker uh people talking before they made a good point it seemed like Patterson wasn't um running fast at all it seems like yeah. that he slowed down a bit in my in my mind because I I don't know what's going on with him because he wasn't injured they he was he was in a walking boot last week. Mm-hmm. Then he was taken off the injury report. And I don't know what's going on with him, but I know that he needs to mature, and he will mature in the coming, in the coming years. But I just have to say this was a great win. The defense really stepped up. Anthony Barr, he's making me eat my own words because I was not excited with the pick at number nine, but that guy is an absolute beast. Yeah. And I just want to say, being at, I know we're four and five. I know that we're in third place now. Chicago Bears on the bye, but um, I'm excited uh, in the next couple weeks. they got two divisional opponents coming up with the Bears and the Packers after that. Mm-hmm. And I uh, just, this team is maturing. It's maturing, and I know we have some weak spots on the offensive line, but oh, yeah. I'm excited to see what they can do. All right, man. Thanks, Thanks for Travis. the call, Travis. Appreciate you calling. Good job. If you want to take one Thing. Did you just compliment Travis on a good job calling? Yeah, it was his first time calling. He's probably a little bit nervous. I, think, I said, good job. I think you're doing a good job. Today. Well, he did a good job. Thank you very much. Yep. See, and I take that compliment, and I feel so good about myself, and I'm going to stay here after the show. I'm going to watch Broncos Patriots and drink some beer. Um, and that surprised you to a great degree, I'm sure, Philip. Mm-hmm. You want to take one thing that Bridgewater did today and say, okay, besides that, the last touchdown drive he led, what, what did I see in progress? Snapshot right here. Have you ever seen a worst fourth down pass than late in the second quarter before the Munderland interception? Yeah, I didn't know what that, that bra- was. You had no idea what he's doing, and I'm saying he to myself. He just ran the ball because yeah, he had a first down yards. in front of him. Yeah. But you saw that pass, and you said to yourself, oh, my gosh, there's no confidence here. Munderland gets the pick. Bridgewater comes out and looks like a different guy. Totally. That, to me, if you want to see progress, if you, not to go back to this guy, but 
Did you ever see Ponder do that? Did you ever see Ponder throw a pick and then come right back out and be like, I'm fine? No. And I, and I, hate, I hate bringing Ponder's name up, too, but it is the, the latest first-round comparison we have here. Yep. And uh, as one of the callers mentioned earlier, this is now the third career game in, what, six what six outings for Teddy Bridgewater, I think? Six starts or six, six, well, six big outings. Yep. Uh, it's now the third time he's thrown for at least 240 yards and no interceptions. Uh-huh. Christian did it twice in his career so far to this point. I just so. I love the fact that the kid threw a terrible pass, and I said, what's wrong with him? And then yep. he came right back out and let it drive. Let's go uh, to Ben. You're on Vikings Vent Line. Ben, your thoughts on a Vikings win? Uh, hey, guys. Um, I think Teddy Bridgewater took a big step forward today. Uh, and, you know, now the Vikings are going to their bye, and they've got a Chicago team right now. They look awful. Mm-hmm. And they have three straight wins at home. Uh, this team could definitely have could, to be able to get a couple of victories. But I think the Vikings right now looks like they have a quarterback and a head coach that they can win with in the future. And last year they had neither. That's a great point, Ben. That's a great point. Thank you for the phone call. And on your Chicago point, all right, it's, this team still has a lot of self-evaluation and things to look in the mirror on, so it's, yep. hard, it's hard to really look at the schedule. But if you do, Chicago's kind of a mess right now. You're going to get Chicago out of a bye, and guess what? Chicago is actually better on the road than at home. So you get Chicago in a place where, for whatever reason, they've been bad at home. In fact, they're winless at home so far this year. And then you get some home games. So um, the fact that you're going into the bye week 4-5 and five, has to feel so much better for fans and for the team than for a 3-6 and six record to be on your resume going into the bye when it just, you just know the season's over at that point. Here's the frightening thing. They could be 5-4 and four so easily. Right, with that Bills game. Yes. If one You think about these last three true. games, and, those are, and, and the thing I take from those games is, okay, they, they ran the gauntlet. They had a lot go wrong, and they ran that gauntlet of really tough quarterbacks yeah. and tough teams, but they should have won the last three games. That's pretty good. It's, it is pretty good. 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. We have one phone line open right now, so uh, call quick and grab it. We'll get to Matt, Jordan, Tom, and Otis. And also, we're live here at the Lookout Bar and Grill in Maple Grove. We are Mackie and Judd. This is Vikings Ventline. If you're hanging out at the bar or you're hanging out after the game here and you want to come talk to us, don't be shy. Hunter's got a microphone. He looks creepy with the beard and, and like, the, the, the skull cap. He's, he's a sweetheart. Trust me. He's a little creepy. And you'll get a shirt if you ask a question. Come on up. Hang out with us. We are Mackie and Judd, and we will return with more Vikings Ventline after this. It's your first chance to react to the game. Welcome back to Vikings Ventline. Four-man rush. Bridgewater with time wide open. He catches it, gets his feet down. Greg Jennings. Really careful here. His pressure is definitely coming. To the end zone. Touchdown. Chase four. There was the touchdown to Chase Ford. Vikings win today. They go into the bye week of four and five. Zolgad and Mackey back with you. Viking Ventline is the show. We're at the Lookout Bar and Grill as we always are in Maple Grove. Thanks to the folks here from the Lookout for having us on a weekly basis. We certainly appreciate that. Don't forget, if you want to come up and ask a question, you can get a T-shirt from us here at 1500 ESPN. By the way, let me ask an the observation. Cr- crowdsourcing question here at the Lookout. Cheer if you think Teddy Bridgewater has shown improvement over the last two months. Now, if, now if, you would have, if you would have thrown a pick with, like, 30 seconds to go, I think it would have been maybe a little different, but it's good to see him in the, in the fourth quarter. Hey, four and five, I think we can all agree on this. Four and five going into the bye week is not too shabby considering the start they got off to. And if I told you in July they're going to lose Peterson and Rudolph and all the stuff's going to go wrong, you would have taken four and five. Back to the phone lines. Let's go to, is it Matt? Let's go to Matt. Matt, go ahead. 
Hey, guys. I'm um, just wondering, I know we were looking forward to this four-game stretch after the Green Bay debacle. Yeah. Um, we obviously went 2-2. Two and two. Realistically, is that probably about as, as, as good as we thought they would do? Um, I know we had chances in other games, but we also had chances to lose in, in this game as well. So isn't 2-2 two and two about the best we could expect? Yeah, but I, th- I think the thing with 2-2 two and two is you don't just look at the record. I think you honestly have to take a step back with this team right now and look at the progress that they've made. How has Bridgewater played? The fact that Bridgewater the last two weeks has been put in positions to go have his team fall behind and say, okay, kid, you go out there and what can you do? And that he's responded with a very late drive in which he went 5 for 8 for 54 yards and got a game-tying field goal, Phil. And then the fact that he came back today after the Vikings defense couldn't hold the lead twice and went 5 of 7 for 64 yards and orchestrated a touchdown drive. More importantly, in my opinion, for 2014 than the record is what's the progress? And your two first-round picks right now are making enormous progress. That's the best news, in my opinion. 651-646-8255-877-615-1500 if you want to call in. Uh, we've got somebody here live at the Lookout Bar and Grill. Hunter? We, we got Craig. Craig? Craig. Wh- what are your thoughts, man? Well, I had a question on the play where uh, RG3 went into the slide and Greenway <laughs> went after. Yes. And Greenway kind of pulled up. Now, isn't there isn't Harrison a ruling Smith. that you have to slide within, like, two yards of a defender well, in order to be protected as a quarterback? We ha- I'm glad you brought this up because we have to talk about this. Now, the, it was Harrison Smith was the safety. And if you watch it, yeah, you get a T-shirt for your troubles here. Thank, Thank you. you very much for coming up. Um, on that play... RG3 starts his slide, and Harrison Smith is already sort of halfway into the tackling motion. Mm-hmm. And he's leading with his head, which is dangerous anyways, because you're probably if, if you go helmet to helmet on a quarterback in that spot, mm-hmm. um, even if he's going head first, they're likely to call it, even though he's a ball carrier, to right. protect the quarterbacks. Right. But this is why I've been saying for years, and I, it bothers me the NFL doesn't do this. Why not make those calls reviewable? The NBA allows officials to review flagrant fouls. In fact, it's mandatory. In college, if you get a targeting penalty, remember the Gophers game last week? It's reviewed. You're thrown there out of the a, game there and was reviewed. A, there right. was an ejection right. overturned and a penalty on the first or second play of that game. Yep. Because officials go and look, and they deem, okay, well, this is a big enough call. We should go and take a look at it. In that spot, I don't see how the NFL can continue to allow 15-yard momentum-swinging plays to take place without looking and taking a second peek at it. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It'll take you two minutes. Go take a look. Yes, and that would not—that is not a 15-yard penalty if you go and look at it. When you saw yeah. the re- now, if you're the official on the field and it's a bang-bang play, you see Harrison Smith's helmet leading, and you think, "Okay, I'm throwing my flag," and your mind is made up. Mm-hmm. Harrison Smith avoids him. Here's my problem with the call on that play, and where I think it's extremely dangerous. They are doing quarterbacks a disservice through that rule because everyone in the league is now going to see that play from Sunday, and Harrison Smith avoided him and still got called. And you know what you're going to say next time? I'm going to get called regardless, so bleep it. I'm just going to go into the quarterback. Now, is that smart? Yeah, no. Well, but I don't, Har- know, I don't know if it's going to like if, if that's going to happen going forward, but if Harrison Smith could have that back in retrospect, he'd right. say, well, if I'm going to get flagged for it, I might as well but, get my money's worth on if, this. But if you're a safety in the first quarter of a game, for instance, right now, and you love to hit guys, and you are also think to yourself, okay, so I hit the starting quarterback because I know it's going to be called regardless, and I knock him out literally of the game in the first quarter, so they got to put their backup in. I think you actually help both sides by making that a reviewable You'll, play, and then and then you are rewarded for avoiding the quarterback, which is what Harrison Smith should have been. But Harrison Smith would get 
maybe suspended for a game and ejected if even if they missed that call on the field. It'd have so to be a I, multiple. It'd have to be a multiple offender. But on that play, he did everything he could and he barely grazed the quarterback. But in the defense of the officials, at live speed, it's really that's, tough to see that. That's what I just said. Yeah. So why not a, a play that's that huge? It would have been fourth down. It's a close game. Mm-hmm. It's it's moving too fast for the for the human eye to see in that spot, which is another problem with officiating in the NFL. There's just mm-hmm. um, there's these guys are moving so fast now at 250 pounds. I just don't see why you can't have that reviewable, just like they do in the NBA. Um, 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. Vikings vet line at the Lookout Bar and Grill, Maple Grove. Jordan, your thoughts. Hey, guys, I just got three quick hits for you. Uh, it was a great game, but what in the world has gotten into Sharif Floyd? He seems like a different player out there. And for Teddy Bridgewater, I just don't get it. Isn't intermediate passes 10 yards to 30 yards harder to hit than a deep ball over 30 yards? Clearly not and for him. <laughs> and lastly, do you think there's a chance we can actually get Adrian Peterson back? They said he's going to go through a, uh, a plea deal. Maybe we can get him back, get him trained up during the bye and have him against Chicago. Uh, thanks for the call. Let's work backwards first. Start with Peterson. Peterson, ESPN reports today, they have information that uh, that Adrian and his attorney, Rusty Harden, are working on a plea deal down in Texas, yeah. which could be completed and entered into as early as Tuesday. Now the question becomes, okay, plea deal's done. Adrian comes back to the Vikings and says, hey, case is done. In this situation, I think what you're going to see, though, is, is an unprecedented case for this league, and I think what they're going to do is if Peterson enters a plea, that will be tantamount, I would guess, to, to some form of guilty plea. Yes. And so the league can then say, all right, you're back, but now you're suspended. It's, so my, ge- yeah. my guess is the league's going to find a way to continue the suspension. The only question then for me becomes how long. And, well, it would be six games under the uh, domestic abuse umbrella that they just so instituted in August. What? So he'd come back with one game going, uh, remaining one in game the left. season if, this was, uh, if, this took, if the plea took place during the bye week. So remains to be seen. My guess is he doesn't play again for the Vikings this year. Even if he could come back for one game, they'll probably just deactivate him at that point. Yeah, probably true. That's my guess. Bridgewater, how about that one? Because it's a very good point. Bridgewater, for whatever reason, with the intermediate passes, excuse me, seems really comfortable. And with the long balls for whatever, he had five of them in the first half. And the, I love the idea, before we all get down on Norv, by the way, I love... There's no reason to be down on Norv Turner. It's it's ludicrous to be down on Norv Turner. I love the idea... First play from scrimmage of taking a deep shot. I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And eventually, you know what? It might work. Yeah. You know, so. the, the offensive coordinator conversation, It's it, th- those guys are putting in so much film study, and they're looking at so many different things and have access to so many different things that we don't, watching from the outside. You can't even begin to, to critique them properly. And secondly, Daryl Bevel is the ultimate example of an offensive coordinator everybody wanted fired until Brett Favre showed up in 2009, and they scored like 450 wow. points on offense that year. They averaged 30 points a game. And Daryl was done a huge disservice because Brad tried to be the OC in 2006, Childress, and was a disaster. There are some, I'll say this, if an offensive coordinator is bad, you can rip him constantly because he's bad. Norv Turner is not a bad offensive coordinator. I'll say Norv's not a very good head coach, but as far as an offensive coordinator goes, he's not bad. But Sharif Floyd, I think, I think a lot of credit here has to go to coaching. I really do. This guy started off, he didn't have a good rookie year. He started off, I thought, inconsistent, if not slow this that year. The penalty today was something you got to uh, And he's not. got to fix that thing. And he's yeah. not a finished product, Phil, but the credit I give this coaching staff, especially on the defensive side of the ball, mm-hmm. think about this. Xavier Rhodes, developing, right? Sharif Floyd, developing. 
You name me under the previous regime how many defensive players you thought really developed. Let's go to uh, Tom on line three. You're on Ventline. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I just want to say, Phil, you, you talk about uh, the human eye can't make that kind of a call. Uh, isn't that what the officials are paid for? I think that, that uh, 91, the guy with the glasses, needs to get some laser surgery. Yeah, but I mean, Tom, but, but Tom, like, okay, yeah, well, umpires are paid to get everything right, but they, like, there's no human on the planet that can get some of those bang-bang calls right in baseball. So just, that's it, why it, I say it, help them so out obvious. with a video I was, review. I was, I, was sitting, I was sitting seven rows up from there, and I saw it. I saw it live. I turned away, and all of a sudden I see a flag. I thought it was absolutely ludicrous. But I was really calling about Cordero Patterson. Um, I think he needs to um, make a decision right now if he wants to be either Antonio Brown or if he wants to be Percy Harvin. Because, uh, he, he, I mean, when he, when he ran that deep route, Teddy missed him. He, he started jumping around and crying like a little baby. And he, he needs to get committed into running better routes because he just did not get open other than on that play today. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Tom. Tom. I agree. I think that Tom just hit on something very important. But this is Which why, is that he should be an NFL but, official but and everyone else why, should be fired? No, but your point, your point is put in replay. So <laughs> I, think he, I think he missed your point. But anyway, back to, uh, back to Patterson for one second. Here's what I really like. Last year, the coaching staff looked at Cordero Patterson and said, man, you're raw and you don't seem to be committed enough. And because of that, we're not going to play you. This coaching staff says, okay, kid, we're going to put you out there. And when you prove that you're not doing it, you're either going to learn from it or you're going to cost yourself millions of dollars down the road. The approach of this coaching staff when it comes to Cordell Patterson is so much smarter. Yeah. Because instead of saying, you know, on Wednesday and Thursday, you're not practicing very well, so we're not going to play you. We're not going to develop your first-round pick. You've got to find out what you have with this kid and what he wants to do with his career. It's that uh, simple. Back here at the Lookout Vikings vent line, question from the crowd. We got Carol from Maple Grove. Carol, what's your, uh, what's your hey, question? Hey Hi, Carol. Hi. Hey, now that the Vikings have been victorious for the last two weeks, do you think that the bye week will be a help or a hindrance? You know, teams, uh, I think it's regardless of if they lost or won, I think the fact that the bye week isn't in week four or week five, players hate an early bye because they just got done with an offseason, went to training camp. They like the bye right around week eight, week nine, week ten here, so... It's a perfectly placed by just in general is what players and coaches would tell you. Um, but I think ultimately you're deep enough in the season where even if you didn't have a bye this week, if you lose this game, three and six means you're pretty much cooked in the NFL because you have to run the table or maybe lose one game the rest of the way. So now you go into the bye and you get an extra week to prepare for a road game against a division opponent. So you get that extra week to take a Chicago team uh, to task on film that hasn't been very good. So to answer your question, it's a well-placed buy for a number of different reasons, I think. And yes. I, I love the bye week for this team in particular, and here's why. If this was a really good team or a hot team and you're thinking you don't want the momentum to go away, but look at what this team is. This team should have won its last three. It's won its last two, but it's a young developing team. This gives the coaching staff a chance to unplug from the day-to-day -day stuff and sit back now and do what they call a self-scout all week. And there's nothing more important right now for the 2014 Vikings than to scout themselves. Opponents don't matter as much as they do. So Turner and Zimmer and those guys, they can break down the defense, what's gone right, what's gone wrong. They can break down Bridgewater, which will be huge. I can almost guarantee you that Teddy Bridgewater will not leave. He might take a day or two off, but for the most part, this kid's dedicated. He's going to stay here and learn. I think for this team in particular, it's a perfect buy. Thank you, Carol. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you. it. Yeah. Great question. Uh, let's do this. Uh, we've got Otis and we've got Randy in Cottage Grove to get to, two of our favorite Ventline callers. And we've got a couple open phone lines, 651-646-8255.
877-615-1500. We are hanging out at the Lookout Bar and Grill in Maple Grove. The Vikings have emerged victorious. They are four and five. The season moves on. Mm -hmm. Teddy Bridgewater showing some improvement in the second half. We'll get to uh, plenty more in this uh, next chunk of vent line when we come back. Vikings vent line. Five-man rush, and down goes Griffin. Chad Greenwood with the sack. 44-yard line, Robert Griffin leading the offense. He's set to throw on the move now. Pressure coming. He's going to go down at the 40. Brian Robinson. He's been getting close all season long. Man, yeah, the Vikings are just, they're, they're getting after it, man. They are, their defense is just making quarterbacks run for their lives the last few weeks. Vikings vent line here at the Lookout Bar and Grill in Maple Grove. We got time for a few more callers here. Let's go to Otis, who's been holding. Otis in Vegas. Your thoughts, Otis? Hey, how you doing? What's going on, man? What's up, Otis? How are you? Uh, not much. I, I'm, I don't know if I'm more shocked. About all the penalties the Vikings gave up today, with Judge saying that I'm the second favorite, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the caller power uh, rankings are out. Go, we have a committee that we have to uh, start seeding these. Come on, man, you're always a solid caller. What you got for us? <laughs> I'm joking, but yeah, um, with the penalties that we gave up today, I mean, I was thinking coming into this season because we gave up so many last year that with them being head coach, we wouldn't be, you know, getting as many penalties as we are, but. That's just something that I hope they'll like to clean up sometime in the future. I mean, it almost cost us a game today. Yeah, thank you for the phone call, Otis. Uh, yeah, there was a couple in there, too. That, that penalty on Sharif Floyd where he basically took a forearm to the head of RG3, mm -hmm. that's easy to clean up. There was a few illegal contact penalties after five yards on wide receivers. Cheryl's had one. Munnerlin had one. I believe Munner, yeah, Munnerlin had one. Yep. And those are sometimes, I get you can lose track of where you are. Maybe you're seven yards and you're still being physical. I like that they're trying to be physical with receivers, but you got to know where you are. Yep. Let's keep going here. Howard, you're on vent line. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Two What's up, Howard? I like to vent about. One thing is the NFL officials. Harrison Smith doesn't touch a guy, and he gets roughing. I mean, come on. He went over the top, didn't make contact. Mm -hmm. Second thing, I'm going to vent about Spielman. It'd be nice if you want to keep your quarterback alive to get a left guard. Someone who's not a Beat the play. Those are the two things that are bothering me out of today's game. You know, I'll, I'll add to the left guard. It'd be nice if they could get the left tackle, well, too. But it seems like that Matt Khalil uh, conversation has been a theme every week. And there was a couple plays where you could definitely uh, point a finger at him today, too. Uh, I'll tell you this right now, and, I, and I've been saying this for weeks, and I still contend. If I'm Rick Spielman and I'm Mike Zimmer, my biggest concern is about what's happened to this offensive line. And I've been harping on it, but it's the one place where – you can't just go out during the bye week and say, uh, you know, Matt Khalil's not playing well, so I'm going to go get a left tackle. Right. They don't exist. The trade deadline has passed. There's no way to get a left tackle. And no one's trading the, good left this, tackles. This, uh, this offensive line, John Sullivan at center is probably being given somewhat of a raw deal because it's guilt by association right now. But the, uh, the play of the two tackles and at times the guard play is unacceptable. And Teddy Bridgewater, it's a shame that you watch a quarterback Finally, a Viking quarterback who is young and wants to stay in the pocket and work from the pocket. And some of the sacks that Teddy took today were on Teddy. He needs to read things quicker, but there are times he's not getting a fair shake at all, and it's because the offensive line just continues to be way too inconsistent and shaky. Dennis, you're on vent line. Hey, good afternoon, guys. 
Hey, before I make a quick point about uh, the defense, I just wanted to, uh, I heard after the game that Matt Asiata from his three touchdowns and two-point conversion leads the league uh, this year, I think was running backs and points scored or something, some strange statistic like that. I was very surprised. And, of course, that. they're all on Phil? Chris Long's fantasy football team, too. Phil, care to address destroys me today. Care to address this problem? Um, yeah, I don't know. You might be right on that. He's He has a lot of touchdowns. He has, he has two, three touchdown games already this season, doesn't he? So I, I, I believe so, yeah. yeah. The point I wanted to make was about uh, Chad Greenway. I think uh, he, he improved, I think, in the second half, as I, I think the whole defense did. But uh, in the first half where he missed that you know, sack on RG3, and is you guys know, is he at full strength yet, or is he still Man. playing injured, or what's your feeling? I would, Thanks, Dennis. I would guess coming off, what, hand, wrist, and rib problems, that there's no way he's at full strength. No, he probably but isn't. There's no way. But you are, but Dennis brings up a great point, Phil. That was inexcusable when they had Greenway and, uh, and Everson Griffin, who had a great game for the most part, had Robert Griffin III dead to rights. They had the sack, and they both missed him. And Griffin, who can do this, made a play with his feet. But that's say, a play you have to make. Greenway looks like he's 45 years old out there. I think he's just beat up. The, I think he's beat up. The question is, is he so beat up that his career is coming to an end, or does he need to get healthy. I can't tell. Uh, programming note for Jonathan back in the studio. We're going to take one more phone call, and then uh, we can roll with the credits here. Let's go to Randy in Cottage Grove. You're on Ventline, Randy. Oh, goody. Yeah, guys, okay. Look, okay, this was huge, okay? I was here. I'm just getting waiting for a party bus with a bunch of us other guys, but we had a blast. We went to the game on a bus. Number one, I got three studs this game. Number one goes to the crowd. Our guys were into it, and the crowd fed them all game. Okay, number two, Asiata. I told you guys weeks ago, look out for this kid, feed the beast. Oh, they fed him. Three touchdowns. That's what happened. Yeah, and true. number three, the Vikings didn't yeah. just beat the Skins this week. They beat the Raps, too. They beat the Zebras, too. That was horrible. I'm going to take a look at the tape, figure out what's going on with those deep balls from Teddy. But you rest assured, guys, mm. we're going to be 500, and we're A-OK. Skull! I thought he didn't look at the tape of wins. Did he just slam the phone down? He's waiting for a party bus, so he probably dropped his cell phone. He's so drunk. I wanted to know if, uh, if the party bus was still rocking. Well, of course it is. But I thought he didn't look at the tape of wins, he said last week. I thought oh. he only looked at losses. That guy's weird. That guy's that, that guy's got some odd. psychological issues, but I'm was, glad he I'm glad he calls Ventline. They beat uh, they beat the refs. I love it. Uh, we're the we, the music's rolling, but we can take your question off the air, and we'll give you a T-shirt too. Yeah, you want a T-shirt? Um, we, we'll be back here at the Lookout Bar and Grill, Maple Grove, next week, next Sunday. If you actually uh, in two nope, Sundays from no, now, because after bye week Sunday. for the Chicago game, so come yes. hang out with us. Our show is from nine o'clock to one o'clock. Mackie and Judd, plenty more on Vikings, plus a lot to get to. In the uh, Twins managerial department, Paul Molitor is going to be the guy. And yep. the Cubs, the Cubs made a bold move on Friday. So Vikings and tons to get to, 9 o'clock to 1 o'clock tomorrow. Please join. If you, if you, if you missed Ventline, check it out on the Sportswire, 1500ESPN.com, and also SoundCloud.com slash 1500ESPN. Four and five. Not bad. It's not bad. Put in three and six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Good talk. He's an impressive back. But Matt Asiata's been the touchdown man. And into the end zone for the Vikings. Matt Asiata, and yeah, he's got another Viking touchdown. Ninety-five percent of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late. Uber Eats will give you three months, $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. 
Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply.